It's the SM Experience with the SM Experience. You guys aren't even at the soup factory. You don't have your cans on. Got my got my Campbell's on now. Do you think that's a cool? Will that be a cool new audio thing to say? You guys yeah, at the soup factory? You got your cans on? That's pretty good. You're gonna revolutionize the uh, audio lingo. The lingo. Hey everybody, welcome to the SM Experience with the SM Experience. Uh, this is going to be quite an experience for you SM heads. I'm Steve and I'm your host today. And as always, I'm joined by my two best friends, Matthew Miner. Hi, I'm not your host today. And Louise Chunky Gravy. Oh, hey. Guys, what's kicking? Karate class? Mai Tai. Tai Bo. Ooh, that's a fun one. Zumba. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the one with sticks? Kendo? Yeah, Kendo. That looks fun. Kendo, yeah. There's probably another one. I don't know. I failed martial arts class. Yeah. Like the class about martial arts, not my martial arts class. I'm a black belt and everything. Yeah, I know. Hey, um, if you're the first time joining us, why do you wait so long? We've been here for a while. We're waiting. Yeah. This is oh. episode 34. All this time. <laughs> well, if you're new, uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to do some sketch, do some improv. But, well, the way we like to kick it off is with a question from one of our listeners. And here's a question that goes like this. Hey, guys. Long time, first time. It feels like lately, me and my special lady haven't been on the same page. We used to do everything together, but now I feel like she's avoiding me. She didn't want to do our usual Sunday dinner out. She booked separate spa days instead of going together like usual. And when I saw her at the Loblaws, she ignored me and then pretended she didn't know who I was. Why is my mommy doing this to me? I'm such a good little baby boy. That is from Brent Trent Butterbean, who is 36. Oof. Uh, from Turkey Haven, Maine. All right, guys. What, uh, what kind of advice we got for Brent Trent here? Well, I think the key to any relationship is open communication. You need to establish that trust. You need to talk to each other more. Share your deepest, darkest fears, your deepest, darkest secrets. So, yeah, right. just tell mommy what's on your mind. Maybe he wasn't, um, you know, taking into account what she wants at the grocery store. Yeah. You know, she says, hey, can you add this to the list? And he just doesn't listen to that. He just puts down what he wants. There's a major difference between brie and camembert. Mm-hmm. There's a major difference between Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Churro Toast Crunch. Huge. You don't want to mess that up. You don't want to mess that up for mommy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe he's got to break out of this relationship a little bit. You know, like maybe it's time to go shopping with another adult. Maybe it's maybe it's time, you know? You know, maybe maybe there's another mom in the neighborhood you want to befriend. You know, maybe you're right. maybe maybe someone else. Um, a lot of times on the internet, I see ads that say there's lonely moms in my area. So that's probably the same for, uh, for Brent, I'm sure in Turkey Haven, I'm sure there's lots of, uh, Turkey Haven maidens just, uh, waiting to be plucked. It's a very sad ad when I see that, like, 
I just yeah. wish those moms had some more companionship. I can't provide I wish, it, but I wish someone else could. I wish, you know, they just seem empty of love. I wish someone could just fill them up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think we solved that pretty quickly. We did it. And that leads us to today's theme. Life is like a box of chocolates. It gets all melty on a hot day. Speaking of hot days, woof, you guys getting baked out there? <laughs> I know, my chocolate's melting. Yep. Is that a euphemism? Yeah, I've had diarrhea all day. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Today's sketch is a fun little bop uh, called Crime Cop Unit. Interior, police precinct. Detective Malcolm is staring at a board with all the evidence of their case. His partner, Detective Becker, joins him. I just got off the phone with the plaza. Turns out Peterson had been staying there for over a month. A month? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't his wife have told... I'm going to take that line again. A month? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't his wife have... I don't know why that line's hard to say. It's the first line, Matt. I know. Get it together! A month? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't his wife have told us? I'm going to do the last part one more time. Why wouldn't his wife have told us that? Oh, man, I didn't say it right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't his wife have told us that? Detective Holyfield enters with a folder. To keep it quiet that they're getting a divorce. A real Wessie... Oh, damn it. <laughs> I want to talk. <laughs> the curse is on you now. A real Wessie one. To keep it... Twi- Fuck. <laughs> Interior, police precinct. Detective Malcolm is staring at a board with all the evidence of their case. His partner, Detective Becker, joins him. I just got off the phone with the plaza. Turns out Peterson had been staying there for over a month. A month? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't his wife have told us that? Detective Holyfield enters with a folder. (laughs) To keep it quiet that they're getting a divorce. A real messy one by the looks of it. They've been having problems for years and it sounds like she finally had enough. It didn't help that he spent a lot of time at some place called Clouds of Heaven. We better look into it. Detective Nozzle enters. No need. The name popped up in another lead I was chasing. It's a high-end massage parlor in the West End. Very exclusive clientele. No questions asked kind of place. Sounds like my cup of tea. So Peterson got a few massages and maybe something more. Detective Crabshack enters. More than just a few. He was the number one customer for the last three months. According to his financial records, he spent a lot of money on massages from a girl they named Gabrielle. Sounds angelic. Maybe not a real name. Detective Titty Dick enters. It isn't. Gabrielle's real name is Nina Yvette Cornhole. She's a graduate student from Hot Shit University. Sounds like a nice girl. Don't know what she's doing at a place like that. Maybe she needed a bit of extra pocket money. Detective Cramps enters. I doubt it. Get this. Her dad is Big Tony Cornhole. A capo for the Dinky Nuts crime family. Is it possible the mob is involved in this? Detective Skyhook enters. I'd say that's a big yes. Turns out Clouds of Heaven's biggest competition is a place called Swiss Family Robinson, a high-end massage parlor in the South End. One of the many companies that are part of Faco Corp, Tiny Dinky Nuts Shell Company. 
So we think there could be some kind of problem between Heaven and Tiny? Detective Big Hands enters. We don't think. We know. Turns out Clouds of Heaven have been stealing a lot of Robinson's clients. They're all big fish, too. Plus, word is that's not all Heaven stole. Apparently, they took Robinson's trademark move, the slug and tug. What is that? The girls rough a guy up and then rub him down? Detective Clubfoot enters. Eh, not quite. The slug and tug is when a girl slides into a gray nylon tube, wets it up with elephant-grade zoo lubricant, and worm crawls away all along his body like a slug. Then she finishes him off with a tug job. Clouds of Heaven started doing something similar, except it's called the snail and rail. Basically the same thing, except the girl's got a shell on her back and instead of a tug, she flips him over and pegs him like he was a cribbage board. Everyone is silent. They stare at Clubfoot. You found this out for the investigation? Investigate? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so we've got a mobster's daughter working at the rival massage parlor of her father's mob boss who have been stealing their clients and sex moves, and she's been seen regularly by our Vic. So what's the connection here? Holyfield, who is just standing beside Malcolm, re-enters. How about this? One of the many companies Peterson did accounting work for? bum da bum Faco Corp. And according to their financial records, a lot of money was going missing. Almost the exact amount that Peterson was spending at Clouds of Heaven. Looks like we got a motive. Malcolm nods. The entire group of detectives head for the door. It's very cramped. Cut to Black Room. All, detect- all the detectives pose for a promo. Voice over. Crime cop unit. So many cops. All working one case. Each bringing a piece of the puzzle. Coming this fall to ABC. And scene. Um, it's poetry corner. We discuss um, different words assembled in a pleasing order uh, for the ears. We uh, really hope that you enjoy the words that we've strung, strung, uh, strung, strung together for you. Thank you. Um, all right, we're gonna take things down. We're lowering the lights. If you guys lower the lights too, you'll get the atmosphere going. This has been a segment that's uh, been missing. I don't think we've done it at all in the 34 episodes since we rebranded. Um, but it's Poetry Corner. We're back. It's our most often requested. Everyone's always hitting the board saying, guys, where's Poetry Corner? Well, guess what? We're in the corner right now. Um, I want you guys to take a journey with me right now. I, I wrote a new poem. Let's take a journey just to, I think I gotta lower my voice for this one. If she doesn't want to just follow me down, I'm gonna go down to about right here. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, this is a new poem I just wrote. It's called Wild Woman. Wild Woman. You're a wild woman, and you stole my heart. You scratched and you clawed and you bit and you fought. You pushed yourself right into my very being, all encompassing. You've marked me. I'm yours, wild woman. You have stolen my heart, but I would have given it to you willingly. You bring me gifts like a cat brings a dead bird to the door, which is the same gift you bring me. I kind of wish you would stop killing birds and carrying them here in your mouth. I cannot be sanitary, wild woman. I'm so lucky that you found me, or that rather I found you. Outside my cabin, scrounging through the garbage with the skunks and possums that live under the porch. Skittering about at night, tapping on my windows like a phantom spirit. 
stealing copper wire from inside my freshly renovated garage, selling it to that guy, Jenko, who lives in the old walk-in freezer outside the abandoned Denny's. Wild woman. Wild woman. The stench of raccoon you wear like perfume as you howl at the moon, a ramshackle tune. Under the moon, you dance in the nude, your hair blown astrewn like you survived a big boom in a hairspray room owned by Vidal Sassoon. Wild woman. You've captured my heart. Wild woman. I fucking love you and the way that you can tear apart a turkey with your bare hands. Wild woman. I've had to get three tetanus shots since I found you. Wild woman. Wild woman. Thanks, guys. I always appreciate a good vital Sassoon reference. <laughs> 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 not yeah, enough poetry. Where? Not enough poetry references Vidal Sassoon enough, yeah. Where did he go? I feel like he was big in the 90s. Yeah. There was a lot of Robert Frost poems that referenced Vital Sassoon, but I don't know why there wasn't right. more. <laughs> That's true. Balta. Ball talk. Yeah, this is ball talk. The segment where you might think, oh, they just name as many balls as they can. But no, we're going to talk sports with the biggest sport heads, Matt and Louise. You guys, you guys, every weekend, every day, basically, you guys are in the stands, in the crowds, watching sports, getting sweat on you. Courtside, baby. Eating that peanuts and Cracker Jack. Oh, yeah. Take me out to that ball game. I know exactly when a baseball game starts. (laughs) <laughs> do you know why because i love what? it and i've stayed okay. there overnight i know exactly <laughs> when it starts all right well uh it's july not too much going on in the sports world outside baseball there's some wnba happening uh but hey let's talk right now we'll talk nba the nuggets they won it all they won the championship like i think you guys predicted we yeah. talked about the nuggets of course we predicted it um the season, it's, it doesn't start till October, but it's never too early for some way too early predictions for next year. What are, what are some of your craziest predictions for the, for the next NBA season coming up? Well, I think they're finally going to put basketball in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I love how that relates to the next season of the NBA happening, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think next year, they're probably going to release another Sonic movie. Those have been good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lots of fun. Right. Uh, way too early. You guys think the Nuggets are going to repeat win the championship again? I think that they could get beat out by a small fry. Mm-hmm. Someone like uh, Nate Robinson or Muggsy Bogues is coming back to the league? Oh, Muggsy, yeah. Be interesting. Okay. All right. Um, what about just, you know, some of the trades are happening. Coach, there's a lot of coaches fired, but uh, coaches picking up. Some moves are happening, though. Bradley Beal looks like he's heading to the Suns. Are the Suns, are they making the the right moves? As long as the Suns are orbiting things, maybe they're fine. You know, Mm -hmm. are they orbiting other teams the way they should? I don't know. The danger is that sometimes the Suns collapse in on themselves and they create Mm -hmm. a neutron star. And Mm -hmm. some theorize that's where our black holes kind of started from is a collapsing star. You know, everything starts collapsing around it. So I think that could happen. Do you think that could happen with Kevin Durant, maybe their biggest star? 
yeah, if he collapses in on himself, I think the entire universe is at stake. That's a bummer for the Suns. They just got a new owner and everything. Making the moves. Maybe they're not making the right moves. No. Uh, let's switch gears to a sport I don't think we've really talked about too much. Big news in the world of soccer. Maybe the biggest star. Maybe some people consider the best player in the world, Lionel Messi. Come to the MLS. Come to the Inter-Miami. Inter we've seen some big celebrity, uh, big hot shot soccer players. Usually at the end of their career. Maybe not for Slayton, but uh, you know Beckham, Thierry Henry. Slatin Ibrahimovic, they've tried to come to uh, you know, different teams in America and the MLS, trying to make soccer cool. Will Messi finally make soccer cool in America? No, I think it's a mistake. Soccer in oh. America has always been a very clean-cut affair. And Messi coming in, just going to be stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think Americans stand for messiness. No, they should have got somebody... Um, like uh, Roger um, Fastidious, I think, would have been better. Yeah, or the guy that played Mr. Clean. <laughs> I think America likes football. Or I think America likes sports <gasps> that you can play with a bat. Like they like hitting mm -hmm. things, kicking things around with your feet. That's not something America wants to do. I just but, don't but think it's going to be exciting. Here. Uh, uh, may I retort? Uh, play devil's advocate here. Are are the legs not the bats? Of the human body. Mm. You know, you make a good point. You make That's a good point. It could happen. It could happen. Is he hot? Uh, yeah. He's I mean, hot. He will be. Then America Miami. will love it. <laughs> I mean, they didn't go nuts for David Beckham. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen. What the we'll heck? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh boy, he's coming to Miami. That guy's basically Thor that plays soccer. Yeah. Like, come on. He's always Thor after playing soccer. It's hell on the calves. All right, that's going to do it for Ball Talk. We'll be back with more sports, more balls, more innuendos next time. Ball Talk. Ball Talk. Ball Talk. Yeehaw! Giddy on up and boogie on down to Howie's Cowies, bovine petting zoo, and bovine leather goods. Yes, sir! Come on down to the best and only petting zoo in the whole dang Tri Province area. We got the prettiest and finest cows to pet and feed, and then we're home. You'll like the feel of our silky cows so much that you'll want to clad yourself in its hide and feel that touch forever. Walk among the herd, then pick your favorite fur shirt. Hear a cow moo, and then turn her into a shoe. Give a bull a poke, and then wear her home as a coat. Pet a cow as it naps, and show off your chaps. Assless! Stroke that whole steam, then dress like a whole queen. Cuddle that longhorn, and then make him keep your legs warm. Caress that bull, then wear him as a camisole. Pet that mighty steer, and then wear him as S&M gear. Assless! Watch the cow produce milk, then get made into silk. Feed the cows hay, then stitch them into a beret. Ooh la la. Nuzzle that beef, and then get a new pair of briefs. 
Snuggle that bovine, then walk out with boots that shine. Ooh-wee! Assless. So wake up, Grandma. Find your kids. And bring the whole family. Yeah. That's Howie's Cowie's Bovine Petting Zoo and Bovine Leather Goods. Wapow! Oh, if you're from PETA, you ain't allowed in. Use discount code LEATHERDADDY to get a free belt. Keep your pants up or get kinky. Let's so Bring a poncho. It gets bloody. You can also pet our chickens. But only if you're a pervert. Ditch it or ditch it. All right, we got one last segment uh, for this episode that we always record for way longer than what you guys hear. Uh, our last uh, segment here is pitch it or ditch it. We're going to pitch uh, a sure-to-be-hit Hollywood movie to the, all the executives who are listening. Hey, new listener, are you in a studio executive? Give us a call at uh, Matt. What's your phone number? Five 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 five. Exactly. It's a real number. Look it up on the internet, you cuck. Okay, today we're going to pitch a Wes Anderson movie. That sounds kind of hard to pitch when you think about it because his mind is just crazy. But there's all kinds of things he does. Um, lots of old old style, but also futurism, like retro futurism, but like 1950s, I'd say, futurism. Um, lots yeah. of just quirky stuff. It's always like a play within a play, mm. you know? Mm. And the real life is also often shot like a play. Mm. So it makes you think, are we just mm. another play in this like series of cascading Russian dolls? Mm. I guess, does he, he sort of tackles genres, but also, I should say, is there a genre? What if we did like a real, um, like a gritty, like 70s style cop movie? Oh yeah, but in Wes Anderson style, kind of tweed. Yeah, yeah. Or what about a Western Ooh, I bet he could do those well, yeah. Yeah. Has he done a oh. Western? Western Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious to see his latest one, because the list of stars in it is longer than like The Expendables or any other movie I've seen where it's just a massive cast. What if he did The Expendables? <laughs> just like an action movie? He hasn't really done action. If we took even like all like the hotshot 80s action stars... Mm-hmm. Put them in a Wes Anderson action movie. I don't remember. I only really remember Expendables two because Jean Claude Van Damme was in and he was great. And I think he's stealing like a nuclear bomb. Mm. What would they be stealing if it was like a, a Wes Anderson movie? I mean, they could be stealing like a maybe a bomb from like a an old oh, like bomb a, from like like, a, from like the, an old French neutron bomb or something. Yeah, like it'd be kind of a little bit fantastical in a way. Like if you asked a child to draw what a bomb looks like, they'd probably draw like a very round one with a fuse. Like yeah, stealing one of those kind of bombs. What if, what if they're going to steal the Eiffel Tower, which has a bomb in it and it's a rocket ship? Ooh, yeah. What if the Eiffel Tower is not the Eiffel Tower that we know? That's fun. Mm. This feels like I don't know if this is Wes Anderson or not, but at the end, if the Eiffel Tower turns into like a transformer and has to fight a different, equally weird landmark. Of the good guys. <laughs> I don't think this is... A, we've gotten his style at all, but I like where this is going. <laughs> like, I'm imagining it, like, definitely, like, the like old Power Rangers, where it's, like, definitely yeah. just two guys in suits. Mm-hmm. 
like Mount Rushmore comes to life, but it's like a big forehead, like all foreheads, but they keep switching and they have different powers or something. <laughs> this is stupid. Can I propose that we dump the Wes Anderson idea and just focus on what you just said, which is different monuments <laughs> fighting each other? Because I sure. love that idea a lot. Okay. Because <laughs> if the Eiffel Tower came to life, yeah, and they represent different countries and other countries are going to war, but they go to war via their monuments. Can you imagine the Statue of Liberty just like being the shit <laughs> out of the Eiffel Tower? That'd be yeah. hilarious. I want to see that movie. There's like the, the what's the Jesus statue from Rio de Janeiro? Yeah, the, from the Brazil, Christ the Redeemer. Yeah. Christ the Redeemer comes alive. Yeah. He like has his arms out just like a helicopter. It just starts like flying. <laughs> starts spinning around, yeah. Is, is, so all of the monuments are coming to life. Yeah. And they're fighting each other. But Absolutely. are we, are we also fighting the monuments? Are there like some good monuments that like, this is like a Godzilla King of the Monsters thing? Or is it like a Pacific Rim situation where they've mm. been these these giant mechs Bits the entire monsters. time we, we pilot them? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I'm just imagining the uh, Sydney Opera House coming to life as some sort of, like, hedgehog type thing. Oh, yeah, it can, like, go into this ball that, like... Yeah, it's like an armadillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we getting invaded by alien uh, monuments? Maybe. <laughs> Is there any cool monuments in Antarctica? What if that's where there's hidden monuments that are under the ice that were alien monuments Ooh, that yeah. came here and those come to life? This is starting to just turn into Godzilla. I think that's where King Ghidorah was, was in like, oh, really? Antarctica under the ice, who also turned out to be an alien. Okay. Ooh, we got to work in the actual monuments from Monument Valley in Utah. They got to be something. <laughs> they are old... Uh, old aliens or maybe they're yeah. like the the original monuments yeah that maybe the we take all the big rock formations that are famous and those are a particular old type of Ooh, so all the new ones are the bad ones yeah so we got that rock for in yosemite park the mm. whatever it's called louise you've been very quiet on this idea is it because it's really really stupid or just i'm trying to think of monuments you guys haven't mentioned we got all sorts the Taj, of the Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. Also, Taj I don't great. know why they're fighting. Well, I don't think we know either. <laughs> what, what if it is an alien thing, like aliens are coming, and they all band together to fight the threat? Like humans can't deal with it, but luckily... The monuments. The monuments can. They can do it. I think, I think whoever the bad guy is, the pyramids should be one of the first ones to awaken to fight him. And he says, he easily topples them and says... The Great Pyramids, more like the so-so pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to be in the trailer. And then, and then he kind of looks around like, oh, I'm glad nobody heard me say that. <laughs> and then someone's like, ah, you fight like an old geezer. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea. What if Mars is currently just a bunch of alien monuments that are in a ball? And they split up, and they all come to Earth, and so we're fighting the Mars monuments. Yeah, with sure. our monuments. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like you guys are just saying sure now to appease me in my. You in really this. like you have this glimmer in your eye <laughs> talking yeah. about this idea. You look crazed. I thought last time we really nailed it with the Garfield metaverse. He talked about yeah. it for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? But yeah. this one is my new favorite idea. Uh-huh. Pacific um, Rim with monuments and fighting alien threats that are actually the planet Mars that just bursts apart and comes to Earth. 
I feel like the Mars pit is for some reason the part I'm like that's too unrealistic. But, <laughs> yeah, Steve, you were if, on my side all, here for a while. But if Steve, you invented mo- this whole thing. But if all the monuments, all the alien monuments, are actually the rings of Saturn, I'm like that makes more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the whole planet of Mars. The rings of Saturn are alien monuments that come to Earth to destroy us. I buy that. That's fun. Yeah. What if we uh... we're back on track? <laughs> Okay, and what if we start off the movie with um, a shot of like scientists are looking at Saturn doing you know through a big telescope, and they zoom in and they see like, oh my God, that that's not a rock, that's a scary looking monster, and then the monster veers off and starts coming towards the Earth. Or it's like it's like not even looking at them, and the head just turns. Oh yeah. Here's a here's a, here's I think the next the next thing we get before we really see the monuments come to life. We have a a family. Uh, who we'll just see in this one scene? They're like in the classic like road trip family. Mm-hmm. There's kids in the back seat like, and the dad's like, I will turn this around. This is a fun family vacation. We're going to see Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and they pull up and we just see the dad go, Oh uh, what? And then we see all these other people and Mount Rushmore is gone. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's and then movie. it's and then we see the news. It's like uh, 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 monuments all over have disappeared, and they're like, Where are the monuments going? We got like a New Yorker, like all I all I saw was this green statue lady, Liberty lady. She was just walking through, and I was like, only in New York. <laughs> Could there be a romance between some of the monuments? Oh, some of them are lovers. Like, what about Christ the Redeemer and the Statue of Liberty? They stand for the same things, right? I was gonna say, what if Statue of Liberty and the Eiffel Tower, because hmm. she was a gift, and they fell in love when they were making them. Oh, that's so sad, because then they have to be separated, right? Like, mm. they're across the water, but suddenly they're back together after, I don't think like, she's even, years. She's not even, like, facing his way. She's like, I've spent a hundred years of solitude. <laughs> I don't know why she's German, but she <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't she? It would be surprising if she had a French I have accent. spent a hundred years, because I can't do a French accent. I have spent a hundred years of solitude looking in the wrong direction, but now my torch can look towards you. Is she played by Christoph Waltz? <laughs> yes. Christoph Waltz is the scientist who's like, he's always had a theory that the monuments were living creatures. <laughs> he's just like, how did they make something so big, huh? Like, well, they, they built it. Like, no, they're alive. I mean, that's kind of the discourse around the pyramids, right? People are like, we couldn't build something so big. It's like, you didn't. Well, well why not? Yeah, we that's could. Because they were alive. <laughs> Think about it. it. Different pyramids on different places in the world. How so does it happen? Okay. Uh, well, well what, do you, what do you think? Um, it's either going to be a smash hit or a box office bomb. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking like a There's Transformers no or Mortal Engines here. Yeah. Um, I mean, if people didn't flock to see giant moving cities, will they flock to see monuments they know and love beating the shit out of aliens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, you two look less enthusiastic than me. It's a pitch it for me. But what's your vote, Louise? Pitch it. Really? Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I love it. I you love gonna... it. You're so passionate about it. It I must that was be a, a good pitch. It from you for sure. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll I'll join the pitch train then. All right. I'd also like to see Wes Anderson do a western. <laughs> Me, Me too. too. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up. 
what monument do you think would be a cool uh, mech listener? Let us know in the comments. Um, Pick your fighter. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, if you had fun, we hope you did. We hope you stick around. Hit, hit, hit like, hit subscribe, uh, follow us on uh, 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 Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Rate us. Review us. Make us feel loved. Um, if you love this and want more fun content, uh, you can listen to our other podcast, Corntown, a true crime parody podcast. It's also available on the podcast, podcast places. And we've got videos every month, new sketches on our YouTube channel. Uh, this month is the producers. Very fun. You know, I'm also going to give some shout outs right now uh, to some friends who we have. Um, we have friends? We have friends. People who've, who've played stuff. Actually, maybe, I don't know if Charlie just played a show for us, but Charlie, Charlie Weber, our friend, just put in an album. Uh, called Gold Never Stays. It's very great. Listen to it on Spotify. Um, and our friend uh, Holly Clausius just put a new song, Ooh La La La. It was very fun. No, oh, it's like called song, Apple right? of My Eye. That's what it's called. It's gonna, Ooh La La is what they say in it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I got the name it's on. very catchy. Uh, my friend, yeah, Leanne Hoffman played some shows. Uh, or no, same shows. Uh, she's got an album just came out called The Tax Collector. It's got some great songs in there. So check those out. Those are some friends of ours. Check them out uh, when you're done checking us out. Um, yeah, same time, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We are? We're on TikTok. I mostly just post the same videos you see everywhere else. But maybe <laughs> we'll do some different stuff. We'll see. Um, Facebook as well. Tumblr. You can find us where you want to find us. And hey, we love you. Thanks for listening. And uh, go dream about monuments fighting each other. It'll be... The weirdest dream you tell your coworkers tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good one. We love you. Uh, bye-bye. 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 Uh, bye-bye. Oh, God, it's the Statue of Liberty. And she's pissed. Assless. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an SM Experience production. Special thanks to Howie's Cowie's Bovine Pedic Zoo and Bovine Leather Goods and those leather kinks everywhere.